scratching my chin. Oh my god. Hey, good morning. It's 6.57. And this isn't an intro we've used on the podcast for a while now. Um, no Floyd today. And I'm going to come back to why I'm playing this song in a second. Uh, today's podcast will be shorter than usual. I'm going to talk about the Rossford police situation, or the former Rossford police officer situation. First, uh, Floyd is not here today. Usually, we hit this podcast around seven o'clock. Um, the show is on the uh, on the air the same time we're recording the podcast. Radio magic. Um, so if you only listen to the podcast, just know that what's happening on the air is likely to be different and you're going to get some songs. Of course, the podcast is always song and commercial free unless we're doing throwback Thursday. And I think I've finally hit what we're going to do for tomorrow's theme. And that'll be like mid 2000s, 05, 06 alternative stuff. Um, and a lot of those songs made its way, made their way over to to pop radio. But I guess it's kind of inspired by 89X. They play uh, the Detroit station that some people listen to here. We have 100.7, uh, the Zone. So alternative, not rock, but alternative, alternative pop. So that's where, we're, where we'll go um, tomorrow. Floyd can't be here today because his mouth hurts, and he's got work at 10:30 this morning. It's it's Wednesday, June 17th. He might have overdid it yesterday as he heals up from oral surgery, getting those two wisdom teeth removed the other day. So when last week, and I wanted him, I wanted to talk about, it. he got a new car yesterday. Maybe you've seen his socials. He got a new car and he didn't buy it from the Toledo police uh, seized car auto auction. Thanks to Pamela Rose, the auction company, for messaging me back to let me know their, uh, the auctions were up. I've always dreamed of buying like a, a police seized Ferrari or a tank for like $2,000. And I was like, oh, it had all kinds of contraband and drugs in it. No, there was like a Kia Forte, like a 2019 for 1200 bucks in the auction site. So no Ferraris, no luxury vehicles. But uh, Floyd got a new car. Congrats. Won't be here today because he probably went too hard. And he's a little sore from his oral surgery the other day. And last we checked, last I checked, he had frozen corn on his face for a bag of ice. I use peas, but yeah, always, if you can, uh, keep a bag of some frozen vegetables in your, in your freezer, not to, not to eat per se, but it's a, it's a good proxy or good replacement for, I usually just use a Ziploc bag of dozens of ice cubes, but frozen vegetables or fruits work as well. Let's talk about the Rossford police situation. Um, and I'm not going to take up too much of your time today. I would guess you probably enjoy the podcast when there's uh, more, when there's multiple voices on. I make sure we're doing our best to not talk over one another, but I could see how me speaking at length for tens of minutes could be monotonous. So I'll try to keep this this as brief as possible, but still try to give you some content. So Glenn Goss Jr. is now the former Rossford police officer. Uh, it He's going to have something in his personnel file that what he did would likely have led to his firing. But he resigned yesterday before that could happen. And we talked about this in great detail uh, in a lot of places yesterday on the air, on the podcast. Uh, I shared the story that came from, I believe her name was, was Emily, where this all began, uh, what, Monday night? And lots of dialogue there. So now that it's kind of got a conclusion, I'd like to see if we can't, make it a good ending. Um, the other day on 
on Twitter, I spoke or tweeted about people should be able to to find redemption. Redeemable people, that is. Um, If you're a scathing, blithering racist with nothing but hate in your heart, you know who these people are. These people who are just sinister and evil. Not redeemable. But we are human beings. And we are prone to errors. I make mistakes. I make errors. I have bad judgments. And again, these are all shades of gray. Um, Some people's mistakes sadly cost people their lives, uh, whether it be their own or someone else. Some mistakes are just dumb tweets, dumb things you might say on the radio that you regret. So there are obviously degrees of mistakes and bad judgments. Um, It seems like this former officer has done what he did at least one other time. Um, And as long as he is not a a bad human being with red X's like this up and down his character, um, I don't think cancel culture should swallow him up. I I do believe that he should have lost his job. It was a a terrible judgment, not once, but probably twice. Um, So I believe that that was justified. And again, he did resign. But as long as there's not a monopoly board with red X's, um, let's allow people to grow. I, I think one of the one of the the peaks or zeniths of being a human being is being able to grow. I, I've kind of had this motto in my life, and I haven't been too diligent about it the last couple of years. I don't know why. Maybe it's just where I've gotten to in my life, but something definitely in my 20s and 30s, I, I believed I wanted to go to bed a little bit better of a human being than I woke up. And I and even if it was just a small improvement, maybe there was a big improvement, but maybe it was just something small. Maybe it was a quote I found um, and, and, and I'm going to apply it to things that I do. But uh, I wanted to Go to sleep a little bit better of a person than I woke up. And again, we all make mistakes. And what this former officer did was it was it was very bad judgment. Um, and it's obviously in a, in a tense in a tense and and pitched time with the needed extra scrutiny on police. As I said on the air and in the podcast, totally tone deaf to to. To, to, to do something that would continue to sully the reputation of police, especially where I go, look, it is a it is too large of a of a of a minority of police officers. The majority of them are good and do serve and protect. But um Mr. Goss here uh, was unable to serve and protect his own reputation and integrity. So how could he do that for others? But that doesn't mean that he should be ruined for life. He's still a young guy, probably 20-something. And this is a mistake that he should be able to survive. As long as he is truly and sincerely contrite and remorseful. Not for having to resign, um, but because he knows what he did was an awful judgment. It's kind to, to... to dive deeper into that, it's it's the, the thing that people are catching on to. I apologize if you're offended by what I said. Eh, that you, that, that's, that's verbal gymnastics. That's not... I apologize for my actions. I apologize for my actions offending you. It, it's putting... It's a little victim blaming. You're, you're saying the word apologize. You're saying sorry. But you wouldn't have if not for that person being offended. You need to sincerely and deeply and regretfully 
apologize for what you did and that you know that it was wrong. Not that you were, someone else was offended by it. So if, if the former officer is truly regretful and contrite and remorseful, and maybe now is not the time to do this. Uh, Talon, did I say that right? Uh, I posted this thought on, on Facebook. And a quick aside, Eric, you say the same thing on Facebook as you do on the radio and on the podcast and on Twitter. Why do you do that? Because you, if you're all those places with me, I appreciate that. But the majority of people are not. If you're in any kind of marketing or if you're in any way of kind of maintaining your brand, as they say, uh, you've got to put your words and messages and your brand in multiple places because not everybody is everywhere. Very few people actually are. So that's why I repeat things on the air, on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, especially if it's important, like something like this. I do believe that people who are redeemable should be allowed to make up for their misjudgments and and their errors. Again, uh, the, the zenith of being a human is being able to grow. And I hope that the former officer, again, if he is truly contrite for what he did and his behavior, and again, maybe now is not the time. Talon said, you know, this is this is a tight time and people are probably still pretty pretty red and raw from this, as they should be. And, and time does heal a lot of wounds. Um, but I would be happy to be his PR guy. Heck, he can come on this podcast, on the show. And if, again, I cannot emphasize this enough, if he is truly contrite and regretful and remorseful in his heart of hearts, and he will not exercise bad judgment like this again, to this degree, with responsibilities that he's given in whatever his next profession is, um, then we should allow people to make up for their mistakes. Um, when it comes to things like, God, I, I want to go to drunk driving. Um, obviously, if you take someone's life, that that's a hard one. Um, and I, I hate that. So, well, I'll, I'll leave that one alone. But I think you can sort through your own mind and go, yeah, that, per- that person deserves uh, a second chance. I guess one that I go to, maybe it was the birth of, we'll come back to the birth of cancel culture in a second. I guess me wanting him to be able to redeem himself um, is comparable to a couple things. Todd and Bedford. Clearly that's a pattern of behavior. I would love to get to know what's going on in his mind, um, but I don't know if a, a second chance to, be a completely different, more inclusive person is possible. I'm willing to hear it, but again, that's more of a of a pattern of behavior. That's a lot of red X's. And again, I don't know if that's red X's uh, checker the former officer's past. Uh, Drew Brees, just what two weeks ago, said said I I will never agree with anybody who disrespects the flag, and that was a terrible statement. Uh, everything else around that statement fits about being inclusive and wanting to be a part of the solution was the Drew Brees that I expect, who is a one of maybe the all-time great. He's a Hall of Fame football player on the field. He's a Hall of Fame person off of it. He is a Hall of Fame humanitarian. He has given he and his family have given so much to what was a Katrina ravaged area. Uh, he went to the, the Saints. I don't remember it was before right after Katrina. Um, but he embraced it and has given so much to that city. And he just had one lousy statement, one lousy sentiment. But um, quickly after that, and again, because he, we know, I know that he is a good human being. He quickly listened and then had a bit of a written statement from the heart, 
uh, on Instagram. And then it was still going, and that, that was like within hours. And then the next night, I believe, people were still piling on him, and rightfully so. But then he just got on Instagram, hit record, and 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 spoke from the heart. So, again, he was a redeemable person. He had a terrible thought at a terrible time. And, and he now, he listened to his teammates, his friends, other players, people all over. And, and he listened, like many of us should be doing right now. And he was redeemed. Um, again, not all people are. And I don't know if right now is the time for the former officer to do that. But I would say soon, um, let me lead the apology tour if I can. Uh, uh, apologies can be accepted. I go back to, we do live in cancel culture. And, and I do dislike when... People get piled, I mean, the internet is pitchforks and torches and they will burn you down. And it sucks because sometimes it might just be a minor but untimely mistake and something really is taken out of context and there is little context to begin with on Twitter especially and, and people get burned down to ashes. Not everybody, but some. And some people truly deserve it. One example, remember Ezra Miller. He was the Flash. Maybe there'll be a Flash movie one day. Whatever happened to, he like punched a girl at some promo appearance overseas. It was a pretty wild video. And some people suspected, and I hope that it was, just some kind of dumb promotional thing. Like bad judgment to, to show yourself physically harming a, another person, a woman. Whatever happened to that? The internet never came for him. I don't know why. Um, and again, I, cancel culture can certainly go overboard. And that bothers me. I go back, must have been five, six years or so ago, and I don't even know where this person is. I did read a story on them a couple of years ago, and I believe she said that, yeah, her, her, it took a while for her to rebound. Do you remember five, six, seven years ago, um, there was a woman on Twitter who was who had a pretty good high-level corporate job, tweeted something about she was on a flight to Africa, and she said something like, I hope I don't get AIDS, or something awful like that. A long flight to Africa from here in the States. By the time she landed there, her tweet had taken off and she was canceled. Got fired from her job. And yeah, that that's one of those things that is so, so deeply insensitive, and especially without any kind of context, um, deserves some, some serious punishment, some serious censuring. Job loss is understandable. And I, I think, again, this article that I saw a couple of years ago, it, it took her a while to recover and for her to lose that that reputation. Um, again, perhaps just one bad act. And we shouldn't be... We shouldn't be judged on one bad mistake. Again, depending on the severity of it, we should be judged on the basis of who and what we are and what our characters. For instance, I tweet and say things to... My audience, to, to you, to people who I, I know, they understand that I have can have a cheeky and sarcastic and cynical sense of humor. What happens if, you know, I tweet something to somebody or it gets in, in somewhere and someone misses the context? And before you know it, I, I'm having to answer for why did you say this? No, I would, I think I know where the line is, but all it takes is that tweet or something online to go somewhere to someone and then it just catches like wildfire. For instance, of all the 
the good pieces of wisdom and entertaining things I think I say on Twitter, nothing has been as viral as me posting to a fox, uh, somebody that I followed or a celeb posted a fox laying on their back deck. I said, watch this. My dad has his squirrel friend, uh, Carl. Carl was laying like face down, arms and legs splayed out on my dad's patio chair on his porch. It got hundreds of likes. Never would have predicted it in relation to all the other things that I've posted on Twitter. So you never know where these things are going to go. And before you know it, you're canceled. You obviously wouldn't say certain jokes or you wouldn't have certain attempts, maybe poor ones at humor, if you knew that there was going to be a lot of backlash. Um, But I would hope if I ever do get caught up in anything like that, that my employer, my good friends... Uh, mostly my my employer, because that's where I get my money, and, and others would go, wait a second, hold, hold on. Eric is someone that stands for um, for mental health advocacy. He is a, a good human being. I, I hope you would look at my character head to toe and go, okay, he said something really dumb, because guess what? I'm, I'm prone to that, and I should know better. I should check things before I hit send on whatever, because I know that there's people out there. It's not like I have seven followers. I'm not bragging about the amount or anything, but I, I should know that something I say can be hurtful and, and be taken the wrong way. But I hope if I ever do something like that, and it is redeemable, people will go, well, hold on a second. Er- Eric is is a good person. He stands for the right things. Uh, he is not a hateful individual. Um, he made a mistake. Pay for it. And the punishment should be commensurate to the mistake. And we move on. Uh, what else do we have to get to today? So there's the long version of the apology. So the $600 thing, uh, the extra $600 from the federal government, it ends in about five weeks. And I just saw that Hollywood Casino was going to lay off 116 people in August after that money ends. And I guess they said they couldn't foresee the financial problems that they were going to have. And this kind of bugs me. Oftentimes, I mean, I can't put my, I think, pretty decent ability to have some foresight and to look ahead. Um, while I'm not good at remaining in the present and being meditative like that, I think I can look ahead with a keen eye. Uh, I'm disappointed that Hollywood Casino and was it Penn National Gaming couldn't look further ahead and go, fuck, we could have some really serious problems here and we might have to lay some people off. Um, so that they could have laid those people off during the window for those people to get that $600. Um, And with that, it seems like the stock market has recovered, but the stock market might only, that that kind of thing might only really reflect and benefit big corporations and big businesses, not us, the the average middle American, uh, middle class American, and that is a wide scope as well. And, and while it's good, while those corporations and some of those places that are, are bowing to the stock market uh, are our employers, again, I don't know if it really helps us out. So I would, I would caution, especially as a lot of people are upset that other people were getting $600 in addition to their unemployment and making more with the full unemployment benefits, six, the 600 another couple hundred on top of that. I guess the max you could get here is like maybe close to $1,000 a week with federal and st- from the state of Ohio. And that's maybe 60% more than 
that person was making working. I can see why some people are upset. I think some states are considering saying, hey, I'm going to give you $1,500 to go back to work rather than that person continue to take the $600. That even might be a federal thing at some point um, to, to draw that person back to their job. But I think some of that $600, why, while there was just a story yesterday about retail was up 17% surprisingly in May. I think people just wanted to get out of the house and go shopping again to some point. But it was surprising, but that $600 helps. It might have been the source of that, that retail bomb. I think some of the intention of that 600 which was a kind and large gesture from the federal government, was, hey, we're not so sure that uh, there's going to be a second fat stimulus check, and we're not going to, we're not sure if there's going to, we're going to be able to continue this program of giving you extra money on top of state benefits, and we're not sure that the economy will recover by the time the virus begins to to pass just a little bit. So um, some of this 600 needs to be stretched out, like stack it away. If things don't begin to recover by the time us giving it out ends. In other words, you might have wished you held on to that 600 if you were able to, not trying to keep up on bills, but rather than spending it on things that you don't really, really need, maybe keeping that money for times in August or September or October uh, would have been wise. Uh, One last thing. I wrapped up Rebels yesterday. Star Wars, Rebels, and uh, this is nerd stuff, so if you want to tune out, I totally get it. Uh, in, in my circles, in my corners of the, inter- the internet, my, my orbits of socializing, which is mostly on the internet, uh, there's inarguably two, two animated shows. I, I don't want to call them cartoons because that sounds so juvenile, but two animated shows that really stand out above all the rest, at least in my lifetime, and it's not Transformers. Uh, I mean the presentation of the show, the storytelling, the plots, the characters. I, mean, I love me, I love me some Transformers, but I go back and look at that and go, it didn't age well. But those two shows are Batman the Animated Series, where Mark Hamill was the Joker, and um, X-Men, I guess the Animated Series, or whatever the, the full title was, that was on Fox in the mid-90s. So they were, they were two mid-90s show, and they, they hold up today, and, and they always get praised for their... Their adult or mature storytelling style and the themes that they they took on and how well they they grabbed from from the comics. Star Wars Rebels is r- right there with those two shows as far as being an animated show, and extract from it that it's a cartoon. It's Star Wars Rebels is probably one of the best twenty five shows I've ever watched, and I I've said this I think a couple times on Twitter. Dave Filoni. If you watched Mandalorian or followed that, he is, uh, I think he is the one of the writers for The Mandalorian, which I think most of us really enjoyed. Dave Filoni was the, the godfather, the showrunner for all intents and purposes of Rebels. And the more I watched Rebels, I'm like, God, boy, what a missed opportunity. I know J.J. Abrams got to uh, reimagine and, and restart the Star Wars franchise in 2015 with The Force Awakens and then Ryan Johnson, The Last Jedi, which was widely criticized and I didn't like it. I, I didn't like it either and then the rise of Skywalker J.J. Abrams was back it would have been great for Dave Filoni to have been the overseer of those three movies but maybe he hadn't cut all his Star Wars teeth until we saw how good he was with with Rebels because it is a brilliant show and I'll tell you this um, minor spoiler alert it seems like you may already know this um, it seems like this Rebels show 
will tie in to the Mandalorian. Parts of it in season two. Uh, and it in season three of the Mandalorian could be a very direct continuation of the Rebel show. Um, I'm a Star Trek person. Star Wars has never been one of my nerdy brands. It's always been uh, Transformers, Star Trek, Batman. Like that's the three three faced Mount Rushmore. I don't know where Star Wars ranks. It's it might not even be in the top ten of nerd things I like. But after Rebels. It's close to it now. Um, thank you for being here today. Tomorrow we'll do the uh, the mid-2000s 89 Exus alternative pop for Throwback Thursday.